I got a little tutu, I call her Peggy Sue. Man, we just out here spit talking. What's this going nigga on? Rap? What's going on? <laughs> what up, everybody? Another week. <laughs> this nigga stupid. Out here on that spit talking with JPDP. What's up with y'all today? Man, what it do? We gonna start it off early. Some of y'all might not care, but we two big ass fans, and it's it's bad. It's so hard. It's really bad to say goodbye. It's bad. <laughs> Like I was, yesterday. I was really hoping I was gonna be able to start the show off during the uh, war chant, and <laughs> we lost to Jacksonville State. And we it, lost to Jacksonville fucking State. My bro. biggest issue with it is we were out coached by FCS school, <laughs> out coached, and outplayed by FCS school. We hadn't lost to an FCS school in what twenty six years? Nah, since nineteen fifty two or something. That's like even that. worse. And that's when we were a FCF school down there. This is fucking ridiculous. Like, to right now to be a Florida State fan is 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 comical. And the, and the reason I say that is because, like, you know, we all went off the high of the Notre Dame game, you know, the, the thriller, 41-38 loss, and everybody was like, mm-hmm. I think we're finally going to turn the corner. We're competitive. You know, we just made some mistakes that a young team would make. And then it's like, then we come out against Jacksonville State, a team that I think didn't even score a touchdown the week before. Or whoever they played, they, they beat. Don't, don't they? They lost to UAB. Yeah, there you, there you go. So you know, as a Florida State fan, you like, okay, we got one. We should be straight. UAB, who just reopened their program two years ago. Right. They got funded by FCC for those who live in Frederick. It's it, it, it bad. It, it's bad. And to watch the game at different points throughout the game, and I was like, this is real simplistic shit. Line up and hand the ball off. We have more superior athletes than they do. Just get the fucking win. And at different times, we, like, outcoached ourselves into dumbass situations. And then we let them hang around and hang around. So then it's like, you know, the common sense of, you know, anybody who really enjoys the analytics of football. Yeah. It's fourth and six with or fourth and ten with six seconds left in the game. Yes. You're like, all right, you know, you run your little quarter formation. You basically, mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know, it's prevent defense. You Correct. basically let them catch the pass and tackle what's in front of you. Right. We decide to run two, uh, two man high. You could even go cover four man. That too. <laughs> we ran we ran two high safeties, um, a man under and pressured with four. Uh, per Mike Norville, and uh, He's Jacksonville He's State got... ran uh, for those of you who played NCAA back in the day four verticals, four verts. So uh, those of you who don't know that if you run cover two man <laughs> against four verticals, somebody's going to get open because your safety help is going to get killed in the seams. Right. And what do you know happened? We got killed on the outside by a receiver running. So what made it worse was the DB was on him. Uh, the receiver made the catch. The DB swats at the ball and walks past him. And then the receiver cuts back and scores. Walks past. Bad. It was all bad. And to be a Florida State fan, I laughed because I just wasn't shocked. This is the funny part. He says we was in too high, right? Mm-hmm. There was a safety rotating over top, which tells you that wasn't too high. Because he was coming opposite boundary over top <clears throat> to cover. Terrible. So that means he we weren't in too high. And I haven't got the all 22. So, but I know you're lying just from the regular TV view. <laughs> and then let's get back on the something else. You have a different standpoint than I have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie Milton was not the answer for that game. 
Mm. Now there might be games where he is, but that game was definitely a Jordan Travis game. We win if he plays that game because we run more. <clears throat> I just don't understand what they were thinking in that process. And then for me, we talked about it during the game, Texan. Mm -hmm. At what point isn't it Chubba time? Because he's a mix of both of them. Yeah. Chubba can get busy and his arm is pretty good. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's cut the cute shit. Very. Jordan Travis was basically a preferred walk-on at Louisville. Came to us. Milton is a 24-year-old, I don't want to say the word I want to say, that doesn't have all the extremities he needs to play the positions <laughs> of what he needs to play. I'm going to say the motherfucker ain't played a game since 17. He, he ain't saving us. He's not, it's, he's not it. He ain't saving us. He was cute for the Notre Dame game. And even then, they got uh, 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 scared towards the end of that game and didn't call the offenses that they should have. Because what shit, what we hit the 40 on that game, we're not trying to go all the way back there, but we hit the 40-yard line with like 3 minutes and 33 seconds to go. Mm-hmm. And then settle for a fucking field goal. Right. So they knew something was wrong with them now. Mm -hmm. Like, So you mean to tell me during that whole time against Jacksonville State, we couldn't throw somebody out there that was going to do something more than mm -hmm. always getting out of Mackenzie Milton? Mm. Come on, man. If you telling me that, man, I, you know, I, I mean, a pig's pussy must not be pork. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was just very frustrating to watch. I mean, just, I mean, you just to watch the same intensity that you thought you were going to see based off the Notre Dame game and then to see, like, it didn't match. And I get it because some of it was the high of the Bobby Bowden death. And, yes. You know, the home opener of having a full crowd. Yeah. And then it's just like we got to this game against lowly Jacksonville State and it was kind of like, all right, back to basics. And, and that's part of, too, why I said the last podcast, I want to see what we're going to do against a team that might spread it a little bit. And even though they ain't, they spread it just to try to get you to do something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So imagine when we go against Louisville or somebody else that actually has real talent. I'm not, let me not shit on Jacksonville State like that, but that has better talent than what Jacksonville State has. Imagine what we're really going to look like. Our linebackers are 250 pounds and just, they all it seemed like, you know, we, we were so small for so long. All the linebackers worried about was I'm a I'm a lift weights and become big, and 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 now y'all can't cover anybody and can't do shit. Yeah, I mean also in our defense, despite they were spreading us oh, out, boy. they weren't really killing us. Um, like weren't. we were we were we were able to get at least align this game. Notre Dame a couple times, you know we we couldn't line up. You know we were able to align at different points. I felt like we got hit with some costly penalties that kind of killed us. Um, some of that just boils down to discipline at different times. Because I remember, I think there was that targeting yeah. play that kind of fucked us over. Because I think that was a third down. I think we were got actually that was an interception. It mm -hmm. got negated, so that would have been a big turnover. And I mean, of course, like nobody wants to harp on what ifs, but it's just a matter of it's just like at some point playing football. Like if I hit you and you kind of duck yourself down, and I hit you with my helmet, then it's just like, come on, man. Like we got to be able to evaluate. Like a clean hit and somebody maliciously just trying to knock a motherfucker out. Like, right. The motherfucker was just going to hit the quarterback. 
and he threw a pick. And he ducked his head. And I'm just like, come on, man. Like, like you can't keep bailing teams out. You can't keep bailing quarterbacks out with these makeshift targeting calls because it's just making football. Like, I get it. <clears throat> Safety is a priority. But some of these targeting calls, you got to really review, like, review them for what they are. Like, if you see a motherfucker really dipping his head and launching his body into people, yeah, that's targeting. But if I'm going to form tackle you and my helmet happens to hit you below your chin, that's not fucking targeting. Like, come I, on. I, I get what you're saying, DP. <clears throat> And it's a difference between like a a Jacksonville State and an App State of when Michigan lost to App State. App State was about to become a Division One series program. Mm. This is Jacksonville fucking State. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be a gimme. We probably gave them dudes a million dollars to come to Florida State to get their ass whooped. They, they took won. the they took the dub. <laughs> <laughs> they took the dub. The Jameis Winston swallowed the dub. They took the dub and sitting there laughing, bro. We're literally a laughing stock of the NCAA. That was the biggest win of Jacksonville State's program. Like, imagine what that's going to really do for their recruiting classes. Right. Like, yeah, we beat Florida State. So if you're considering going there, we'll beat your ass next year. Yeah. Like, imagine that. But they shit. They. I mean, it's a couple years they almost beat us though. Like it was just it was what bad. Was, what was the boy Ryan Ryan Thurlow, whatever his name? I don't was. remember what year that was, but I do know what you're talking hey, about. Yeah, the motherfucker from LSU, he was that nigga, and then he went down to um he he had to lead the program in kind of Jacksonville State. That was that monsoon game. I can't remember what year it was. It was wet. It, whoa, pause. Ah, wet. That was That's how I like my women. Yes, 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 yes. For keep, sure. keep going. <laughs> but nah, it was a, it was a rainy ass day. We almost lost to them. I remember that shit. But but man, we were literally the laughing stock of the NCAA. Um, Mike Norvell, as much as I like him, and it's funny how we can make you feel so much different on a mm-hmm. coach mm-hmm. and a coaching staff. Dillingham and Fuller and all them, you know, they they're known to be good dudes and can recruit and can get good players in there, man. But I mean, it's no excuse to lose a Jacksonville State. At what point can we say we're not gonna lose recruits? Right. And we weren't efficient in the game. And you know, just for people who enjoy statistics and analytics, we were four for fourteen on third down. Oh. That's atrocious against the FCS team. You can damn near probably run for five or ten first downs. Like run the ball on these teams, these FCS teams. Like, athletically, we're supposed to have the superior athletes, the four yeah. stars, the five stars, the big guys who are fast, the 205-pound running backs that run the four fours. And, and, you know, they have the guys, they might have one or two guys that run four fours, and everybody else is four sevens and four eights, but we still lost. And then on top of that, the things, like I always say, which bothers me the most when it comes down to discipline, they had 11 penalties for 114 yards. Yeah. So you imagine how many times we probably bailed that team out offensively when we probably had a stop. Yep. Like, that's the frustrating part that comes into discipline within the program. And I'm like, some of that starts with coaching, some of that is players, but it always goes back to coaching because you're the one that's making the decision to put these guys on the field when they're making the same mistakes over and over and over again. So at some point, you got to say as a coach, I can't trust you as a player because you're not disciplined. Mm-hmm. I put discipline and structure within the program and you can't abide by it. It's time for me to find somebody else who wants to be structured. Yeah. Because we can't keep doing what we're doing Because like you said, we're going to start losing recruits And last week there was a huge buzz for Florida State And I don't believe in more victories But we had a huge more victory Let's not get in this Notre fucked Dame. up in, in college football there is more victories in recruiting Oh yeah You know what I'm saying, it's a difference in, you know, in, in really accepting that as a coach And realizing, hey, I'm on an upstart Because these recruits seeing what's going on And right. they're loving what's going on Not only that 
We're going, I'm, I'm going to go to a different. We keep going to the Wildcat. Like, we got Jordan Travis who can actually somewhat throw the ball. I ain't going to say he's pinpoint accurate. Right. We keep going. To, we Let's put him in that joint and have an option of at least throwing him up. We know Mc, uh, Milton can't run to save his life because his leg might explode. Well, we put him on the outside. We put Corbin in at the Wildcat. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> But I mean, like, and the, like I get what you're saying. So it's like, at what point? Because like, when you put Travis in, you at least have somebody that plays quarterback. Yeah. So it gives you more deception. Yeah. And being able to say, okay, well, let's create a play. Let's at run. At least a, the linebackers got to think. Right. Let's a little run, bit. Let's run a. Let's run a no special. Right. Put some kind of creativity in it, but it's like it, it's it's almost so elementary when you say, okay, Corbin's going to get the ball and just run into the pile, and they hope they get a first down. Yes. It's our guys against your guys. It's yes. mano a mano at this point. Yes. And, and as we continue to run it, it's always been the other team's mono versus our mono. And they win. And they win. We'll and it's frustrating. It's frustrating. And it's like, I get it, Norvell, because I know he was quoted recently saying, like, you know, we're not going to quit. We're going to continue to fight and all that. And I'm, that shit's great. But at the end of the day, I need you to win games. The talking is starting to get irrelevant. Like, yeah. you know, you came in last season. We get it. It was a COVID season. You know, some ups and downs. So it's like last season, you get a pass. And it's like, now everybody had a full off season. You had a spring program. You did all that shit. You lifted the weights. Like those are the times that you really have to put a lot of emphasis on the details, the small details that make your defenses great or make your offenses better. And I feel like we're still struggling with small details. Like if it, it frustrates the shit out of me to see a team that still struggles getting aligned up, aligned, or mm-hmm. like knowing who the fuck your assignment is. Yeah. Like when you watch a linebacker look at the other linebacker, like, oh, that was your man. Nah, that was your man. And it's like, what? Well, who the fuck cares? He scored a touchdown now. It's just bad for business. So at some point, you got to get back to fundamentals and basics and try to simplify it as you can to make sure these motherfuckers get it. And then you kind of start to add little things here or there. But right now, we can't do basic shit right. If, <laughs> <clears throat> if Norvell is worried about Jacksonville State completing a 30-yard pass with six seconds to go, Getting out of bounds and lining up to kick a field goal <laughs> to tie the game, <laughs> <laughs> sir. We got a lot of work to do. Right. You're Florida State. Right. Supposedly you got four and five star DBs all over that place. Can't tell. And right. I I I don't know. Sometimes maybe they overcoaching themselves. That's the issue. Yeah. Sometimes it is. Because I because like I said, like that's what's frustrating when the common sense guy, the Joe, who's yeah. not paid yeah. five million dollars, can Us. say prevent defense, Us. sir. Yes. <laughs> it's fourth and ten. Right. Who gives a fuck if he catches the ball? Mm-hmm. Let him catch the fucking ball. Six seconds. At the snap, it'll be at four when he gets done his drop. Right. Then he's gonna throw it to somebody who's probably gonna look to lateral. Right. By that time there's one second left. If he's the, not going to get down enough time for them to kick a field goal. It's not happening. Right. So I'm like, let's not outsmart ourselves. You add a third safety in, you keep everything in front of you. And you just have to make the tackle. And you still make him try to make a 47 and 50-yard field goal. And I'm okay with that. You live with Correct. that. Correct. The problem is, is we were scared to possibly go into overtime with Jacksonville State. <laughs> and then we lost anyway. <laughs> oh, fucking. Can you, uh, like, like, wow. All right. After, Absolutely fucking ridiculous. We call that's the segment, the state of Florida State. So we gonna end that shit. Pretty much, because it's <laughs> it's it's upsetting. Hey, George Lucas, try, George Lucas left the program. He's an offensive player. 
He left the program. Um, I'm surprised he didn't do that a lot sooner. <clears throat> um, he's had some issues. Um, I mean, it's 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 a it's a it's addition by subtraction. And hey, if you're not on board, get gone. Cause I mean, we sit here and talk all our shit all we want. Mm-hmm. Every week we gonna be sitting there watching the goddamn nose game. Pretty much. <laughs> we could talk all that shit, be mad as a I motherfucker. I won't be able to cheer much, but yeah, I watch. But we gonna watch. So I can't it, post about it on social media, right. but I watch. So you know, um, like I said, that's the state of Florida State. We gonna move this shit into some more college football. So you know, over the weekend, um, you know, we just talk about a couple of games. You know, some teams that we thought were kind of making, you know, their returns. Uh, the biggest one that jumped out to me was Oregon. Uh, Oregon number twelve went into number three, Ohio State. Ducks fly together, and uh, <laughs> they dropped some dick off down there. For Ooh, those who don't know, um, some crystal ball ding dong. Yeah, I mean they the number twelve team in the nation came in and beat the number three team in the nation at home. Yeah, in the Big Horseshoe. Oh, and um, you know a lot of people are surprised by it, and I will say I'm one of them. I did not have Oregon. I mean, because I'm one of those guys that gambles and plays plays the spreads and uh-huh. and the you know the money lines and things like that. And I did not see that one coming. That was a game I wasn't touching. And um, then when I kind of looked at it, and I was like, well, what the hell is Oregon doing out here that Ohio State can't seem to figure out? Now the funny thing is, is week one watching them play Minnesota, we saw the Ohio State defense isn't what you think it is. No. They're usually a team that's just more superior athletically on both sides of the ball than the opposition. Yeah. Until they play the Bamas. Or the Clemsons. Like, they play those teams. Then, like, all right, we're evenly matched. Now we have to actually let it come down to X's and O's. Mm-hmm. But in most cases, you know, now I'm watching Ohio State. That defense is atrocious. It's not good. And Oregon showed that. And, I mean, like, it was crazy to watch because, like, you know, the quarterback from Oregon, which is Anthony Brown, um, you know, he came out went 17 for 35, and he threw a couple of tosses. And I'm kind of <laughs> looking at Ohio State a couple of times, and I'm like, what the hell happened? Because y'all were almost close to being like D-line you as far as bringing out talented right. DNs and interior guys, solid linebackers. I know for within the last five years, they put like two or three corners in the league somewhere within the top 15 at different points. And now I'm kind of scratching my head about them. So, let's say, let's call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. Big 10 teams, much like most SEC teams in the past, haven't stepped out there early in weeks and played competition competition you're exactly right they used to play Butterfinger State University mm-hmm. my old favorite restaurant Tasty Freeze University mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so now that shit is changing a little bit they're stepping out there and Mario Cristobal got Oregon balling and shout out to CJ Verdell because he gave him a buck 61 on two touchdowns yeah he ran the cock down their throat Cristobal said Justin Slayer style. Oh, good God Almighty! With the Tim boots on mm. and the hat <laughs> backwards mm. with the glasses. <laughs> take that, take that. But the game is full of high-scoring <laughs> plays and everything. Like it, it, but, it was. But a lot of people thought when Willie left, they was going to go some a different direction. A lot of the players said, "No, we want Mario Cristobal to be our head coach." Mm-hmm. So they listened to the players, which is smart. Especially in that in that in that area because sometimes it's hard to recruit in the Oregon area. Mm-hmm. So they listen and players really respond to Mario Cristobal, and he got them balling, man. Yeah. And they're almost I ain't gonna say they back to you know DeAnthony Thomas days and you know when they was balling, balling. But Joey Harrington, <laughs> they seem to be making that next move. And yeah. and and 
I give some props to Ohio State. They stepping out there to play some people. Now, obviously, Minnesota was on their schedule. I would say, yeah, they're a, yeah, a division yeah. opponent. Mm-hmm. But to step out and play Oregon, uh, a different kind of thing that you would normally do in the, in the regular season, hey, kudos to you, man. But you know what I'm saying? When you do that, you open yourself up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Ohio State ain't quite what they are. CJ, what's his boy? CJ Stroud? Uh, yeah, Stroud. Yep. Stroud, boy. You got all you got a million dollars NIL or whatever the shit was. You were five star this, you were five star. Hey baby. Hey, you better wake up and you better make this shit happen. They don't give a fuck how old you are, what you know, what's going on in your personal life. It's Ohio State football, baby. You better step your ass up, young man. slightly in, in, in CJ's defense. Oh, Early on, they struggled a little tad bit. He got better as the game went on. I think Early count. It does. I mean, it's a it's a long game. However, Ohio State kind of started to get a little too cute. They're throwing too much now. Like, they're usually able to say, I'm going to give it to this back, let this back wear you down, then we'll go over the top. Now they're kind of back to like the Haskins when they had him, when they throw him 50 times a game. Who? Exactly. Dwayne Haskins. Because mm. uh, Stroud threw 54 My passes Jones. for 484 yards and three touchdowns. So they were going up. The problem was that defense can't stop anybody. Verdell had damn near a Heisman Trophy day out there. Like I said, he had a buck sixty-one on the ground. He also caught a touchdown pass on top of the two he ran in. Right. So I'm looking at Ohio State, and I'm like, so what is it? What's going on out here? Because I'm not used to this. Now, I'm, I'm a fan like you are because I also grew up semi in the old school era where it was like, the first two games of the season were usually against ranked opponents. Right. Because at that point, there was no college playoff. Right. So that's how you almost solidify the national championship. You have to beat somebody strong early to say, you know what, they beat a number three team. We're going to mm-hmm. put them at two. And then if that number one team loses at some point, you slot up to one and you just won the rest of the shit. You straight. Like you had to give yourself comp on the schedule to be considered for, quotation mark, a natty championship because there was no college playoff then. Right. But then it's like once the college playoff came, now you kind of duck in competition because you're like, well, I know those guys in the SEC have to play each other. So one of them will lose, we'll slide up, then we'll see one of them in the playoff. But I'm like, now, you know, we're kind of jumping out there a little bit and kind of playing more comp teams. And that part of football I'm enjoying. So, like you said, kudos to Ryan Day for putting them on the schedule. The performance wasn't great, but kudos to putting it on there. The good thing about it is... Teams still have to play each other again in other conference games, so that means we're going to continue to play musical chairs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of really, I'm kind of liking where we're at with the state of college football here the last couple of weeks because there's been teams that you you think oh they'll probably beat them by two or three scores and they're losing. So it's like now it's starting to get very unpredictable because like I said, as a guy who likes to do parlays and do straight bets and things like that, it's getting unpredictable. Which brings us to our next game: Arkansas dropped Dick off in Texas. Because well, hold on one second. Larry Johnson, you got to get that bag ready, baby. <laughs> you got to get that bag back together, baby. You got to pay them boys. You got to pay them boys, baby. We know what time it is. Don't play that shit. It's blue chips. Nah, go ahead. Neon didn't even want the damn Lexus. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, will we give him a tractor? <laughs> we, we bought Butch's mom a house. <laughs> Gave her a job with a yard, too. <laughs> But yeah, that you know, for, and it's funny because like a lot of people throughout Texas maybe was going to be back with Sarkeesian uh, coming out there, and uh, they got Dick dropped off in them out there against Arkansas, mm. and I think the score was forty to twenty one, and um, that was that was big suey right, and you know it was it was an awful day for Texas. Um, 
they didn't do anything right. I mean, like offensively, they did nothing right. I mean, they didn't have two quarterbacks played in the game. Sarkeesian was drunk. Neither one, right? Neither one of them threw for more than sixty-five yards, which is terrible. Um, but you know, Arkansas was just able to have a balanced attack and did everything they wanted to do on all facets of football. They controlled the clock. They got touchdowns when they needed them to offensively, whether that be, you know, through the air, on the ground. But, I mean, they just really went out and dominated Texas. They had 471 yards of offense, you know, had the ball for 31 minutes, had 21 first downs. Like, they did exactly what they wanted to do on Texas the whole game. Mm. And it was just smart football. The biggest difference was uh, Arkansas ran for 330 yards. As a, as, a, as a team, like, right, Darren McFadden back. So, I mean, they, 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 they gave him a solid pounding. And, I mean, I, I know for our women listeners that who, who doesn't like a good pounding. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, they gave Texas a solid one. So, I mean, that's a huge upset, you know, with the unranked Arkansas team that beats oh, number 15 Texas. Back, girl. You stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nasty man right there. <laughs> What your girl say? Put spit in the butt. The- <laughs> but you know those are those are just the great things of college football. I mean, like you know, just you know, each week is just unpredictable as far as matchups. Like you know, Miami almost lost to Appalachian State. Um, you know, Iowa beat Iowa State, and I believe Iowa State was ranked like seven or eight. You know, so then when you kind of look at the breakdown of what the rankings are coming, and you looked at you know Oregon jump or leapfrog from number twelve all the way up to number four. Mm. So I'm like, you know, when you're looking at some of these rankings, like I think this year it might be the year that we finally get a little bit of some different teams kind of knocking on the door to try to get in. Um, That'd be nice. Who are you telling? Now I know one team that ain't nobody looking to knock off no time soon, unfortunately, is Alabama. Um, they did what they continue to do. Right. Dominate everybody. Everybody. Like they're they're just a bully. And you know when you watch them and you watch what Nick Saban does with that program and by and Bryce Young, like I hate to say it, Alabama's. Probably going to win the championship again. Um, I don't see anybody that's really equipped to go toe for toe, blow for blow with them. Um, like, whoa, it ain't happening. <laughs> like, whoa. Like <laughs> but um, just overall, you know, with college football, like I know we everybody's just really excited to be back. I would say week two had its upsets, but also it was some of the games on the schedule were kind of boring. Um, a little dry. I said as we get into week three. It was actually a little better than I thought, though. When we first looked at it, we was both kind of like, ah. And then, like, some things started to happen. Some teams, like you said, started to play with some other teams. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, oh, shit. Like, it's getting to that point, like, college football, it ain't quite there mm-hmm. to where, like, college basketball is. Right. Like, it's three and four stars going to Appalachian State, too. Right. You know, so. Because they want to play now. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, baby. But you got to buckle up every weekend. Right. I don't give a fuck who you are. I mean, Alabama's an outliner. Very true. You know what I'm saying? Typically, Ohio State is an outliner. Mm-hmm. Now, they might have to buckle up. We don't know what's going on with their defense. Right. But, I mean, besides a few certain teams, Clemson typically is an outliner. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, it's motherfuckers out here at these other programs now to where, hey, you you looking across the, the line... And you, hey, I remember this motherfucker was a dog in high school. We was right. dogging it against each other, you know right. what I'm saying? So, right. hey, I got to buckle this shit up. So, hey, man, football starting to change just like college basketball. You can get noticed anywhere. Mm-hmm. We was just saying, what was that, uh, uh, Carolina, Coastal Carolina. Right. Shit, in the last two years, they've been in the top 25. And nobody for the longest even knew Coastal Carolina had a football program. Man. Now they're they're ranked 16 in the nation. Man, I had one of my grittiest kids in the world go there, you know what I'm saying? And 
you know, uh, I think he was a walker on there, but still, he went down there and, and ended up playing a little bit with him. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? That's just, he just went down to go be on the beach. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and, and have some fun. Mm-hmm. You know. But uh, but yeah, they starting to be a program, and and that's something to be reckoned with. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they gonna start getting some dogs. They on a beach in Carolina. Right. You can recruit, trust, and believe. Lots of non-colored bunnies snowing all around the beach <laughs> with bosoms out, oh. nice tanned, crisp buttocks. Oh. It's, it's going to be amazing down there. Oh, picture <laughs> running like uh, Baywatch. Well, uh. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> You're an idiot. Let's say, so it looks like our, our top matchup for week three, basically, is going to be Bama versus Florida. Um, the Battle of Undefeateds, of course, in the SEC. It's going to take place in Gainesville. Mm. Um, you know what's funny? I watched Florida a little bit um, on Saturday. Yeah, I wasn't overly impressed with their quarterback play. Um, they're playing like a musical chair game with, uh, you know, two guys at quarterback, and it's it's not it doesn't look good. I mean, like you know, the game they played was against South Florida, mm-hmm. so you know they were able to basically you know outman out you know out athlete out everything. Yeah, you know South Florida because yeah. um, you know Emory Jones was technically their starting quarterback, and he didn't look good. Aria, uh, my boy Aria, uh, he likes the other dude. Um, so what's the uh, Anthony Richardson? Yeah, he he's likes a freshman. Him. Oh yeah. man, he he raved about this dude about a week ago. Mm-hmm. He said he really enjoys that. Emory Jones, for those that don't know, was supposed to be that dude. Shit, it's like sophomore year in high school. That dude was supposed to be a dog, but the last couple days, I mean, the last couple games, man, I guess he really ain't been. Sean, he's man. been he's been he's been on picks like yeah. a lot of, of careless picks. I mean, like to the point where you know you play in South Florida. If you put the ball up in the air, your guy probably goes and out jumps everybody on that team. Yeah. And instead, you're throwing the ball to South Florida. And when I say sophomore by Emory Jones, I ain't talking about college. I'm talking about high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Anthony Richardson, who actually is a literally a freshman, an 18 year old kid at six four two thirty six. That's a grown ass man at 18. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's looking to go out there and kind of take it. Uh, it pretty Whoa. much at this point, take, sometimes you wow, gotta, sometimes you got to take it. Wow, right. um, so yeah, so Anthony's looking to go out and play against Bama. It's kind of a, a hell of a fire to throw your starting quarterback into, especially an eighteen-year-old one to go against the number one team in the nation. Yeah. Well coached, well disciplined team. You know, a Saban coach team. As much as it pains me to say, um, you know, Bama's probably going to thrash Florida. I don't see Florida really being able to hang around just because of the inconsistency at quarterback. Um, you know, they'll have some athletes, you know, as Florida always does. You know, sometimes you just need to get the, the ball to these guys and let them do what they do. But with the struggle at quarterback, it's kind of hard. You know, at this point, like Alabama's going to probably play a little bit of coverage, rush four. They always have a linebacker who's a heat-seeking missile, and somebody's probably going to tee off on these quarterbacks when they scramble. I don't look for this game to be close at all. If it's if it's close, I'll be excited. If it's an upset, I'll be even more excited. I'll be ecstatic. I uh, I got Bama winning by a lot. <laughs> I don't think it's close. I wish I could say something different to you. I'm a lot like you. If Florida, if Florida actually finds a quarterback one day, I think uh, I think they'll be all right. Well, I shouldn't say one day. They had uh, trash. Uh, what's his name? Trash last year. Trash last year. Um, happened you know, to be a buck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had a he had a whoo, his last game in preseason. Good God Almighty. Trash. But anyway, trash. <laughs> nah, trash. but now nah, they had trash, trash. But other than that, they uh, <laughs> they seem to struggle to find some quarterbacks at certain times. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I hope the Gators. I hate to say that. I hope the Gators can actually be competitive and maybe win. So let me ask you this. That's crazy. So as a person, but I fucking hate Alabama. So as a person that enjoys football <laughs> as much as the next, what yeah. does Florida need to do to win that game? 
I think what most teams got to do is find a way to run, be consistent, and pause, pound Alabama as much as you can. Why is that a pause? Okay, well, you're talking about pounding, bro, man. So, pound the ball as much as you can and and keep possession and keep the ball away from Alabama because they, I mean... They're explosive. They're, they're fucking... Mm-hmm. They're, they're crazy right now. So no, I get it. You know, what I said I'm I'm kind of the same way. Like you know, with Alabama, you have to basically try to keep the offense on the sideline as much as possible because you know the the average team has to be uh, have to have. Well, I'm sorry, has to have a methodical approach and put together a good drive of 12 to 15 plays. Bama can score on you in four. I mean, it's unfortunate, it's unfair at times, but that's just Bama football right now, and I hate it. Yeah. And I wish you know teams were kind of able to be a little more com- you know comparable in being able to. You know, go toe to toe with them. You know, score like the last time I think I seen Bama in a game like that was last year's SEC title game with Florida because I think the final was like fifty two to forty six. Yeah. So it was like Bama scored, Florida <clears> scored, <throat> Bama yeah. scored, Florida scored. Like it was ping pong. They, they they typically struggle with A and M too. Jimbo getting them fits slowly. As much as I hate slowly, to say that. he is slowly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Jimbo, fuck you. I was really hoping they lost to Colorado. That would have been very detrimental to their program. That, that not so much as being a hater, just you know, just being Florida State. I feel like he's kind of the reason we kind of went into the rut. He ain't like, kind of the reason. He I guess is. we weren't able to meet his demands, and he just up and left us and he left us like some recruit, whores. He didn't recruit an O lineman for three years. Fuck Bad. Them, Bad. Ass, <laughs> I hope your comb over dies. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you know, just with college football, it's like you know when we're um, getting ready to kind of go ahead and wrap up our segment in regards to that. But I don't know if you had any more that you really wanted to kind of touch on as far as that. Nah, not 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 college football wise. I, I'm just man, I'm just so happy football is back, baby. Very true. You know what I'm saying? Be careful, Wake Forest. We coming for you, baby. Please don't beat us by more than two touchdowns. I don't even know if I want to watch the fucking game. Hey, noobies, tell your boy to take a tell your boys take it easy on us, noob. <laughs> Let's say so. Now we want to talk a little bit just about you know talk the NFL. About QO cheating. No, oh sorry. shit! <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, just some NFL football. Let's say you know we had opening weekend. Um, you know, open up. It started Thursday night. Um, you know, a couple Ooh. of people you know who are Cowboy fans. Yes. <laughs> Hmm. We do not own the rights to this song. <laughs> Keep on fighting to right, the end. I think there's like a, a limit to the time. That's for you, Cowboy fans. Um, you know, it was funny because watching the game with a couple Cowboy fans, you know, it was like their Super Bowl. And it's funny because watching it for me from the Buck perspective, I'm like, we are playing like complete trash and we're going to fuck around and lose. And then, you know, here and there we make a play and I'm just like, all right, you gave Tom Brady a lot of time left. This is what Tom thrives on. Um, go down the field, go down the field, kick a field goal in the game. Fantastic. I'm excited. But the four turnovers were terrible. We spotted the Cowboys like nine or ten points. And I'm like, I'm not going to take nothing away from the Cowboys defense because now everybody thinks that they have this swarming defense that's just out here forcing turnovers and all that other shit. Whatever. All I know is I didn't have to listen to Weedon Boys all fucking week, and it's probably been the best week of my life because I can say if Tampa Bay went 1-16, I'm okay with it as long as they didn't lose to the Dallas Cowboys. That's Ooh. how much I despise you Cowboy fans. Bad time. But now you know how I feel. 1-0, baby. We'll take it. 1-0. <laughs> spare me that shit. What did you think of Dak? Nah, we're going to talk about these Bucks. Oh, here we go. The Bucks is unbelievable. 
What was unbelievable they about that performance? I mean, listen, you talk about how you had four turnovers and you beat a perennial team. They're not perennial. They are. The Cowboys are probably, they might be the third best team in the whole East. I'm telling you, man. Like, I mean, we'll get into some other. I'm shit. Gonna, this is where I'm going to disagree. Oh, here we go. I do feel like we are a better team than the Cowboys. You are. You're I the best like, team in the NFL. I feel like the whole NFC West is better than the Cowboys. Nah. I do. On both sides of the ball. Nah. Now the Cowboys are the best team. I'll give you that in your division, the Correct. NFC East. East. I give you that. By far. Now the NFC North is bad right now. Mm-hmm. I know at some point Green Bay will emerge as the leader in that, but they're bad. Will they? They will. I mean, shit, you're playing the Detroit Lions, who are bad every year. Twice. There's two wins. You're playing Minnesota. Zimmerman's probably going to get fired this year because they can't stop anybody now. Um, Chicago, I feel like at some point Andy Dalton's got to go sooner than later because he's going to give you, he's going to get your hopes up to do a lot of nothing. He did not look good in the Rams game. He gave you a couple of drives. At this point, go ahead and put Fields in. Don't even waste your time with this Andy Dalton shit. Andy Dalton. to get Fields killed. Learn. <laughs> the same way Trevor Lawrence has to. Learn. Because Andy Dalton is going to get somebody fired. He did not look good. And I get it. It's the Rams. But there were plays there on the field. Andy Dalton just couldn't make the throws. He couldn't make the plays. And he didn't look good last year when he played with the Cowboys. He so did. I don't know where Matt Nacky had this notion in his head that it was like Andy Dalton's our day one guy. And I don't know what film of the Cowboys you watched last season that gave you that chip on your shoulder that that was true. That's just me personally. That's cool. I'm gonna get back to these bucks though. And looking. Go for ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. Tom Brady. Oh my stars and heavens. He's just too much for anybody in the NFL. When is he gonna age? This some bitch. <laughs> just this motherfucker better now than he was at thirty. I don't know what the fuck is going on. He's cheating. Say now, nah, all y'all fucking. He's a cheater, homie. Shut the hell up. Tom Brady's a baller, man. The hey, the, the, the bucks. The Bucks, they they actually didn't have a great game, but that just shows you how good they are. They had a bad game and still beat a very good team. So that tells you in the future they're going to be a fucking problem. Leonard Fournette looked like a whole different back almost out there. I don't know if it's the number change or what, but he looked different in seven. He looked slimmer. You know, the, the single digits make you look a little different. But he was actually catching the ball out the backfield. Like, I mean, you can tell they've been working. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah, they fucking up because they working on shit. So I'll take a fuck up on because I'm working on some shit, knowing that by week six on this shit I'm working on, this shit about to fuck the whole league up. So sometimes that's what you got to do. Was that? I mean, that's the laboratory. That's what you got to do. Y'all been in there. So, you know, I gotta, you got to respect that shit. The Cowboys look real good, though, man. Hey, Dak, Dak is a beast, man. And, I, you know, he started that shit last year. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know why he just don't get the prop. I don't know if it's because he's a Cowboy quarterback. I think or, that's more so what it is. It's yeah. a Cowboys quarterback. Or is it because he's black? I don't, I don't. It could be that, too. It's, it's a bit of both. But it's just like, man, like at some point, Dak is out there doing his fucking thing. He's I'll say, I'll he's say, slinging that pickle. I'll say as the outside looking in of just a fan of the game, Dak does not need to run at all. That's right. that's when you're kind of holding your breath because yeah. their line was missing their best player and they still were stonewalling our guys who yeah. arguably arguably may be considered the best front yeah. in the league. We sniffed they him. Are. We sniffed arguably. We sniffed him one time. 
sniffed him mm-hmm. one time, and that was Vita Vey driving the center back into Vito. his lap. Other than that, it was kind of like Dak started to run a little bit, then we got on the horse, we got in his ass, and we said, we got to him. But when he stood in the pocket, he had time. Try to tell somebody about Vita. And they were, I'll tell you, I was not a fan of Vita when we drafted Vita. I'll admit that. I wasn't. However, Vita's grown on me. Yeah. Like, Vita's not a statistician, but he does what we ask him to do well. Yeah. And I think also because he's paired with Sue, they eat up blocks for our linebackers to run, who are arguably the best two linebackers in the league, depending on who you ask. So I'm like, he does his job, he does it well. Um, Dak was prepared for week one. He did, because uh, I know at different points we did a lot of blitzing. Everybody knows who watches Tampa Bay. We run a lot of man coverage, single high safety. Mm-hmm. When you start to torture us a little bit, then we'll go too high. Too high. Yeah. And we were kind of doing a lot of blitzing early. And, you know, kudos to Zeke Elliott because a lot of people were like, fuck Zeke, he's not running the ball. And I'm like, you can't run the ball against the best defense in the right. league. I'm sorry, best run defense in the league. Mm-hmm. But he was picking up blocks. Best, best run defense. Because passing-wise, we got dick dropped off. Okay. We were 23rd last year against the pass. We're right now, we're probably 30th because Dak was on his hot reads. And, you know, the Cowboys are formidable offensively with C.D. Lamb. Fuck yeah. Amari Cooper, who's a fucking dog. And Gallup got hurt. I feel like if the Cowboys could ever figure out a fucking tight end, they would be a, a real, real problem. I don't even know if he caught a pass. He did. Game. He caught the it long was, jump. It was irrelevant. He caught a <laughs> now, Coop. Coop dropped dick off. Mm-hmm. CD dropped dick off. CD could have really did some damage if he caught everything. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, he just had a bad outing. So, you know, when I watched the game as a fan, I was great to have it back. I said, at Tampa, I was just frustrated. Like, turnovers happen. But it was a matter of, like, how some of our turnovers were going. Like, you know, like, we got to stop. We're up 14-7. We're about to drop down. And Rojo gets the ball popped, you know, punched out. Cowboys go down and score a touchdown. Starting running back this week. Right. Because we're trying to boost his confidence because he got benched last week after that fumble. Then, you know, you throw the screen toss to Fournette. If Fournette catches that, we might have scored. Yeah. He had two or three linemen out in front of him with two DBs. Like, we might have scored. Instead, it gets picked off. They kick a field goal. So, like, we spotted them nine points. Like, and then, late in the game, we put the dagger in him with Chris Godwin, makes the catch, fumbles at the one-yard line. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we just played so bad, but we just did it. We had enough resiliency to get stops when we needed to because in the second half, we just ran too high and kept everything in front of us. because sounds a good team, though. Well, Even yeah. when you're not playing bad, you know what I'm saying? You find a way to win. Right. And that was kind of the more refreshing part for me because I know that Super Bowl hangover. And plus, also, you know, when you win the championship, every you can get everybody's A game. Yeah, for sure. Everybody's trying to knock you off. Everybody wants to be the first team to say, we drop dick off in y'all. Yeah. And, and it's like, that's kind of the good and the bad because you can't afford to have a bad game because somebody wants to beat you that bad. Right. Where everybody else is kind of just like, oh, you know, we went out and played and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, nah, you the champs, nigga. We about to have a whole plan for you. We're going to get Brady off his spots. We're going to press these receivers. You know, we're going to do everything we can. And it's just like with us, we were just like, look, Antonio Brown got stuck on a dude that works for waste management. And we kept going to him. And that was the difference because there was somebody who wanted to comment today on social media talking about we ain't going to talk about Diggs shut down Mike Evans. I'm not going to throw the ball to the best receiver. or I'm sorry, not necessarily the best receiver, but our one of our better receivers if he's covered by their best corner. When I know the other two receivers are going to murder the other two DBs that you got on them. Right now, my best receiver is just a decoy. Yeah, it looks like he shut him down, but I didn't have to throw in his direction when the two other receivers had both over 100 yards and touchdown catches. And so if was said case... Why didn't you then put Diggs on Brown? Because we put him in a slot. I don't give a fuck where you put him. Then we would have went to Evans. A certain, that's, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is, no, you still would have went to Diggs. <laughs> Sorry, guys. 
So, you know, with that, so, you know, like I said, it was refreshing to see Dak back. Um, you know, I'm just glad they lost because I know a lot of Cowboy fans. Um, so that one was a good one. Um, the, no, no, let's let's go to go, the next one. Go, what's that? Some which, shit. Which one? Some trash. The Washington Rudy football. Pooh. The Washington candy ass. <laughs> sorry, some bitches. The Washington football team had a tough outing. They lost the starting quarterback, and then they lost the game. Man, that some <laughs> bitch was getting his fucking ass fucked up. The O line couldn't block a fucking soul. I was really shocked by that. That why? Fitz was getting teed off on. Like I get. Yeah. Ends wise because Bosa's a dog. Yeah. And who's the other end? Uh oh, Mike Jones. Ah no. Somebody was dropping dick off in y'all other in y'all yeah. left tackle. I forgot exactly who it was. Because Leno from Chicago is some shit. I, I was really shocked that, you know, at different times like the that the offensive line looked that bad. Um oh, but I the mean, one the one who, who definitely dropped the ball for the Washington football team was Antonio Gibson. Those those fumbles hurt. Um the one fumble. However, the spark came when Taylor Heineke went in. It was no spark given. Oh, it was a spark because he got it. y'all a touchdown. Ooh, a touchdown! Yay! He had y'all, if Gibson given participation trophies, if Gibson on this, didn't fumble at y'all on five on, yard line, y'all win the game. Hold on, sir. We y'all win not, the game. We are not the podcast to give participation. Oh, come on! Heineke is some trash. <laughs> He's uh, trash. We don't have an answer at quarterback on our roster. That's plain and simple. So Heineke's not the franchise? No. Fuck no. <laughs> First of all, he's already 28, 29. <sighs> he's definitely not the answer. And there's some of you Washington fans that really think, that he, think is. he is. This is the reason why I'm right. laughing. This is why we joking. Some of y'all really y'all think really he's think the answer. This dude can do something because he played a good quarter and a, a half against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Or I should say, he played a good five quarters in his whole life. And y'all think he's the fucking answer. If y'all don't get the fuck out of here, he can't do shit. Man, he got a limp dick arm. It's just, I mean, it's terrible out here, man. It's it's, it's hard to be a Washington football fan, man. You know, I might go to the game Thursday. I don't know. It's just... So, so as a fan... We'll lose again. So, as a fan on takes, what did you see that was concerning to you what were some things that you liked about watching the, the Washington football team Sunday concerning was the offensive line as I told you before don't get into the hype of these sorry ass defensive linemen motherfuckers <laughs> they give up runs they some shit chase young we still ain't got it we, st- it's, we still trying to look for your ass mm. where the fuck is you at I can't defend you on this one, Yeah, he's some shit. I can't defend you on this one. That defense is overrated. Our linebackers are atrocious. I mean, my fat ass, I'm fat. I got man breasts. And I might get over there and do better than motherfucking uh, Jamin Davis in Boston. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Our linebackers, we got to be over the fucking sign... Two motherfuckers right now that can come in and play better than Bostick and uh, Davis. This shit is ridiculous, man. But um, positive-wise, we did stay in the game. Um, uh, we found a way to sometimes bend up but not break. But that shit get old, man. Like, third downs over the last fucking 10 years plus, it could be third and 30. 
Yeah. And I feel like the other team gonna get that motherfucker. Yeah. I think they were what, fourteen of nineteen on third downs or something like that. Yep, fourteen for nineteen. It was I mean I say Washington was three for this ten. Off the top of, right, this off the top of my head. I ain't even looking at nothing. Mm-hmm. It's it's I mean, it's, it's those times those are killer downs. Those are that shit just deteriorates your fan base. Like but they they finally, you know, had you finally feel like shit is going in the right direction. And then boom, it's the same old shit with these motherfuckers. Rivera can talk all that positive, positive shit he want and how the team is going and uh, man, it's until it's different, it's the same, man. It's just it's frustrating. But I say, you know, Gibson at times did his thing. Um McLaurin had that tough ass catch on the sideline. That was definitely. that was a motherfucker. He definitely we gotta we gotta um he needs more targets, man. He does. He had none in what the first half? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Like if you can't throw the ball towards that nigga, like what trade him then. Like, I mean, he's I'm a good. dog. I ain't saying he Julio Jones, but he's he's a fucking dog. Right. Like, I just don't understand. Logan, you know, he continues to impress me. Mm-hmm. You know, and he you know, he continues to show why he could be a problem. So there is there is some positives. You know, going in. Um, I didn't think our secondary was like trash. But. I'll say, I'll say from, I'll say from the bit of the good bit of the game that I watched. Um, my biggest concern with Washington, I feel like, is offensive inconsistency. Because um, when you look at the breakdown, the the Chargers had seventy eight offensive plays. Washington they had, had more thirty more plays. Than Washington had forty nine. Yeah. And then when you look at time of possession, this off the top of the head, DP. Chargers had 30, <laughs> 36 minutes, and Washington had the ball for twenty four minutes. Yeah. And when I look at that, I'm like, you know, play calling at this point. Like, what are we doing to kind of keep these drives methodical? And I use that word a lot because it's like. You have to be able to keep your defense off the field so, one, they can get rest, and, two, to keep the other offense on the field that was clicking because they had a whole new regime come in. So you didn't have any film. So you really didn't really know what you were preparing for. You're kind of running a lot of base and kind of changing the scheme of how you're calling the game based off of what you see them do. Um, So, like, when I watched it, I was like, at different times, you rely too much on your defensive line. Like, I get it. Everybody feels that, you know, they're arguably considered one of the better ones because of how youthful they are, the speed they have, all that in the fifth. Uh, the problem was at different points in man coverage. Keenan Allen told Chase Young, he said, if y'all run man coverage on this play, the game's over and y'all going home. And I think it was third and 16. He ran man coverage and whoever was guarding Keenan Allen, he caught it and got a first down. And he said, I'll see y'all later. Like that last drive. And I'm like... At some points, you got to switch up your play calling some. Like, you're almost trusting your D-line too much, but you're really trusting that secondary even more. I don't feel like that secondary is that good, enough that you should be able to trust them that much. So you got to mix in some different schemes. You got to be able to get a little different pressure other than saying, I'm going to rush four. So this was the Redskins, Jack Del Rio, and I'm saying I'm cute. <laughs> this is what it was. So last year, we ran man mm-hmm. the most. I mean, the least in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So we, we went out, got William Jackson, who runs man. Mm. So From we, Cincinnati. Wanted, mm. we wanted to surprise people mm-hmm. and come out and go on a man. We went in man probably majority of this game. Right. To surprise people. That shit ain't going to surprise two six-foot-four, six-foot-five wide receivers that want you to play fucking man coverage, Very you true. retards. <laughs> 
I don't mean that in a fucking you know negative way. Like you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, I ain't mm-hmm. trying to make fun of people that are misfortunate. Right. But you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah, most definitely. That motherfucker, sh- like, like, come on, man. They begging for that. A back shoulder throw up to two six four six five motherfuckers. Especially Keenan Allen. <laughs> like, come on. And That's how he makes his he money. He's one of the best route runners in the fucking mm-hmm. NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, come With on. With a wide man. catch radius. That shit is ridiculous. Just then get the Williams ball close went up and to got him. busy on their ass too. Right. Like, I had him in my fantasy. So, but nah, it's like, like <laughs> <laughs> but nah, like it's just frustrating, man. It's like. I don't know, man. It's like we we just try to outthink everybody, and at the same time we just play ourselves into fucking a L. And you know, and we got the Giants coming up, so everybody's like, "Oh, it's the Giants coming up," and da da da. The G man. What's the division opponent? What what what? What's your boy? What's the quarterback for the Giants? Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. He's gonna play like shit. Watching the football by six. Danny Dimes has four NFL wins. In his career. Giants by psych. Washington football by six. Three of them come against the Washington football team. He's going to get another L. <laughs> Compliments of the Washington football team. He has no L's. He's never lost to the Washington he football team. He will Thursday. So. Because <laughs> Taylor is not with the shit. Yeah, oh, Taylor. <laughs> dang. It's Bobby Mitchell Day. So, you know, the Redskins... Old heads will be out there celebrating that. It'll be six people in the stands. Six people at six thirty <laughs> when they do that shit. Um, <laughs> it'll be about thirty-two thousand people in the stands when the game starts in a stadium that feels about seventy thousand. Washington football team goes one and one on Thursday. <laughs> I'm calling it now. So congratulations, G man. With that being said. What games jumped out to you this weekend, over the weekend? What what games really kind of surprised you? What teams concerned you, based off of what you saw over the weekend? Concerns me? Mm-hmm. We got to start. If you say concerns, we got to start with the most important person slash team. It's really him more than the team. A-Rod. Mm. I mean, he just like, he ain't give a fuck out He here. drugged dick all summer, and that, and that was the performance for opening day. He, he really, drug he drug his fucking nuts on Green Bay did. all summer. He did. We dragging our nuts, yeah. Fuck you mean, yeah. <laughs> Yo, Shorty is crazy, yeah. <laughs> he looked like but, shit. He looked like complete shit. He just looked like he ain't give two fucks about nothing. Then he was just out there raising his hands, shaking his head, like, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Like, nigga, you out there too, motherfucker. Like, right. what you thought you was doing? Right. So I don't know. That definitely was the biggest concern was A Rod and the um and the pack. Mm-hmm. Like I mean that shit. And then for me, because of who they lost to, the Jags are the Jags gonna go zero and seventeen. It's very possible because they did not look impressive at all in against Houston. Houston did whatever the fuck they wanted with Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod looked like Willie fuck beaming out there. They call me Willie. Beaming. They keep the girls. Beaming. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I think my biggest concern from what I saw for me was Cleveland. Um, oh, not the, re- the fucking Browns. The reason being is because <laughs> Cleveland did exactly what we expected them to do. We expected them to go in, mm. pound on Kansas City, mm. even got a lead, mm. and then found a way to fuck it up. 
they had, I believe, a 14-point lead or a 12-point lead at one point. And, of course, I hate when it comes down to special teams, but the punter fucked the whole game up. You can't give Mahomes the ball at your own 15-yard line because you hadn't punted all game. And then you get the ball, and then you try to run the shit. <laughs> so what you're saying is Cleveland, let's put this into man terms. Okay. So Cleveland was in there digging the zone out. Uh-huh. Shorty was feeling real good. Mm-hmm. And then you came too early. Right before she was about to come. And now you just ain't shit to her. Because now she's upset because she didn't nut. And mm. now she's telling all the girls about you. All that money. That you ain't shit. So now they say you a preemie. Mm. A quick pumper. <laughs> <laughs> a, a fucking... <laughs> but yeah, so Cleveland, Cleveland, you are... Who we thought you were. And what makes it crazy is, is like, literally, they had Kansas City on the fucking ropes. I mean, like, they're swinging haymakers. They outgained Kansas City. 457 to 397. They had more first downs. By three, like, they controlled the game. But they had critical turnovers Mm -hmm. in the game. And you don't have critical turnovers with Mahomes on the field. And you lost. Lost. And I mean, like, it's not even funny. Like, like, literally, like, Cleveland ran for a buck fifty three on the ground compared to KC seventy three. Threw for three oh four. KC threw for three twenty four. Like, Cleveland did everything perfect, right. but when it really came down to small details, they yeah. fucked the game up. Chubb had a fumble late because I think they were up twelve when he had that fumble. Yeah. And I mean, like, you just you can't keep giving the ball back to Mahomes and expect to win. And I mean, like, it's it, never it, gonna end well. Yeah, never. And I mean, like for me, like that—that's concerning for me with Cleveland because that's the second time within a year that they had Kansas City on the ropes and and failed to put them away. And that's going to continue to show me that Baker hasn't given you or shown you anything that in the big game he can make the plays to win the big game. His biggest game last year was that playoff game when they beat Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. That's the third time y'all played them. Y'all played them twice a year. Y'all got plenty of film. But Pittsburgh at, was down. At right. So at, at what point do you say, all right, Cleveland, let's make the jump? I feel like Cleveland's going to still be a solid team throughout the season. Yeah, they will. They'll they win 10 or 11 games. games, but they're still not going to be able to fully or confidently go into a game and say, this is what we got. We're going to put Kansas City away because they continue to show you they can't get it done. And it's always the small things. Yeah. Like you couldn't put Kansas City away last year with Chad Henney playing quarterback. Like Kansas was just trying to run the ball out in the playoffs and yeah. say, we're just trying to get the next week so we can get Mahomes back. And y'all couldn't find a way. Now, this is the same Kansas City defense that motherfuckers was dropping dick off in mm-hmm. all season long. Everybody knows the DBs hold receivers all day long. But y'all couldn't get past that. So now I'm looking at Baker Mayfield, and I'm like, you got all these commercials. You got your chest all poked out. But when it boils down to it, you threw a pick with the game on the line. At some point, Cleveland, when are you going to make the jump? Sound like Baker. When are you going to make the jump? Who, who Ty- impressed you? Tyreek Hill. Who impressed you this week? Tyreek Hill. How did, what? Tyreek Hill. That nigga's balled out. He just continues to ball out, man. Like, that not, <laughs> like, it don't matter. The situation. Like, the dude is just stupid. I don't even like the motherfucker. You know why I don't. The dude is stupid, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to continuously do this shit over and over and over. And I mean, Muzz has got him. He just run around. And he just finds ways to get over. I mean, that shit, he running around. They just throw it up. He just find a way to fucking break free to my fucking corner mm-hmm. and just catch the joint and just, I mean, he's just, he's just stupid, man. I, I mean, I know the motherfucker, I knew he was a problem when he gave us, you know, 
230, what was it, 232 when he was at Oklahoma State? Something stupid like that. He had 200 in the first quarter against Tampa <laughs> last year, so I've been there. that motherfucking, shit. This, I'm talking about against Florida State in no, I college. Get it. But, no, I get it. But the motherfucker, I, I can't hate no more. Like, I can't even fucking, the dude is just dumb. Man. He's just stupid with it. It's... Ain't no stopping that little motherfucker, man. I mean, he ain't the biggest. He's fast as a road runner. He ain't the best route runner. He, I mean, it's just that dude just makes it happen. Mm. Like I can't even fake on that little motherfucker no more. And I say, but before we we kind of continue to like move on, um, one another concern for me uh, was definitely. So go ahead, what was um, but it was it was it was the uh, Buffalo Bills. They, they're, they're. It's concerned me a bit because it's, you know, as I said the pod before, they still can't run the ball. They didn't do a good job of running the ball, and Pittsburgh's whole thing was get after Josh Allen. Don't let him make plays outside the pocket, and those ends were on his ass anytime he tried to move or run outside that pocket. Like TJ Watt earned his check. Like he showed you why he got all that guaranteed money. And then basically after that, Buffalo got very stale, very stagnant, couldn't really get a, a, a solid rhythm for the game, and Pittsburgh fought their way back into it. And then the running back they had that everybody thought was, you know, kind of in, you know, in their rotations was uh, Zach Moss. All of a sudden, he was a healthy scratch. Right. Like that's some some weird shit going on out there in Buffalo. Cause Buffalo threw fifty one times, yeah. and you know I'm just like at some point you got to be able to hand the ball off a little bit. Like I get you trust Zach, yeah. I, I just Zach John, I get you yeah, trust Josh Allen's arm, but I'm like that's a lot. Like at some point you got to be able to keep Pittsburgh honest because guys like Minka Fitzpatrick and them, they're out there waiting for an opportunity. Then you got you know, and Shannon Sharp has said this, and it made a lot of sense. And it was like you got a guy like a T.J. Watt, you gave him fifty one opportunities to sack your quarterback. Like, that's what he's getting paid to do. That's like, that Jameis Winston shit when he was in Tampa. Yeah. You sit him out there and throw fucking 50 to 70 times a game. Eventually, he going to throw picks. Well, the only difference was is he threw us in the hole. Well, but. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> we don't know what's to come in Buffalo. No, very so. true. Well, well I'll, I'll say, in, at least in Josh Allen's defense, like, he doesn't he doesn't force. Um, you know, he'll, he'll throw the ball away. He'll, he'll take the sack. But it's just, you know, it's just when you look at it, you're like, you got to be able to kind of do something a little different if you're going to take the next step. I got you. But fuck that nigga. We talking about positive shit in the NFL. <laughs> Let's talk about that nigga we were just talking about. Motherfucking famous motherfucking James. <laughs> fuck Allen. Fuck all them motherfuckers. Yeah. Let's talk about my motherfucking man. Crab legs himself. Whatever you want to call that motherfucker. One out there slang dick on them motherfuckers. Fuck all y'all. Famous James is that motherfucker. Fucking deal, nigga. He definitely got he definitely got a positive guy of the week out of me. Um, kudos to the Saints uh, for rallying behind him because I mean to throw five touchdown passes and only throwing four hundred and forty eight yards is impressive. Yeah. Um, I, now I just got to see how consistent how consistent it stays because right. technically in the game he threw a pick but it was negated by a penalty. So I mean he had his moment then he rebounded and he kind of mm-hmm. kept him moving. And you know I, I give credit to Peyton because Peyton's like. I don't care what, we, what we're going to do. Continue to dump the ball off to Kamara. Right. Continue to throw these outs and these curl routes. We're going to keep doing those. And then when he got a shot, he took a shot. What impressed me the most about Jameis in watching that game was he took off and ran the ball when they gave him opportunities to. Yeah. In Tampa, he throws those and forces those. Instead, in New Orleans, he ran for a first down. It was like yeah. third and eight. He ran for 11. He took what the defense gave him. 
And I'm like, and I tell people because I always have to hear it. As soon as he threw five touchdowns, my phone lights up, lights up. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm telling y'all, nobody ever said he couldn't ball. It was always decision making. Right. There was times he would throw the ball when we're like, take the sack, it's okay. And he'd throw it anyway. So now, after sitting on the bench for a year and playing for your career, now it's clicking for you. And sometimes they say you have to change your circumstances to finally let the shit click for you. Now, for, as I tell people, let it play out. Right. He played great in one game. He was efficient in one game, which usually isn't something that goes well with James Winston. Because when he played at Florida State, he always had a, a more superior team. So he was able to throw four picks and not still be out of the game. That was just his gift and his curse at Florida State. Mm -hmm. He might throw four picks in the first half, and we might be up seven. And in the second half, he'll throw four touchdowns, and we win the game by three scores. That's just what it was. But now he's learning to be conservative. He studied under Drew Brees for a year. He studied under Sean Payton for a year. Now he's getting his opportunity. So when you're playing for what you're talking about, these quarterback contracts, now he's trying to get his money. Yeah. Now, when he came, when he was leaving Tampa, when he had 30 to 30, and he had a nerve to come to us saying he wanted $30 million per year, we can't give you that, but not with 30 turnovers. I can't pay you $30 million to turn the ball over 30 times. We could have gave you 10 in Washington, but I don't know what they were thinking. But, <laughs> but no, Jameis looked, he looked great in that first game. He didn't try to do too much. He did just enough. His defense ball for him because they picked off the so-called GOAT twice, harassed him the whole game. Um, so it was, it was a really good output for him. Um, so, you know, his next two games is when I'm going to really kind of look to see, you know, what, what Jameis is about. I mean, he plays a Carolina team that also won over the weekend, and then he plays New England. So I'm curious to see, like, how the consistency maintains, how his game planning is with him and Sean Payton going against Bill Belichick. It'll be good to see. Barbecue chicken. It remains to be seen. Barbecue <laughs> chicken. They barbecue crab legs on that job. Barbecue, <laughs> some fried crab legs. We're hit right now, too. It would hit. They would. So the other, uh, who who was your uh, worries and standouts though? Uh, well, like I said, my my biggest concern at that point, well, not my biggest, but one of my concerns was Cleveland. Yeah. One one of my yeah, you did say that. Uh, another concern, which I said it just registered to me, the Tennessee Titans. They didn't look good. Ooh. Their offensive coordinator, of course, is the coach at Atlanta, who didn't look good either. Um, so now they're trying to figure out a new offense, and it's like before it was a lot of stretch single back plays with Henry. Now they got him with an eye. Now they got him in the eye with a fullback. I think that kind of is a little detrimental to him. And then on top of that, offensive line looked atrocious. Chandler Jones had five sacks. That offensive line looked terrible. The defensive backs were getting cooked. But a lot of people have seen over the years, Tennessee's defense was kind of one of those defenses in the middle of the pack right. between like 15 and 24. They had they weren't, one good year. And yeah, like they weren't great. They right. could they could make plays for you, but they weren't a great defense. Right. And Collar had a field day with them. Now in Collar's defense, Collar's got wheels, so you spend the whole day chasing them. And DBs have to continue to chase receivers and look to see if the ball's coming. And when you got guys like DeAndre Hopkins and your AJ Greens, they're going to make plays for you. But Tennessee looked bad on both sides of the ball. Tennessee, Tennessee. they didn't look they didn't look good at all, and, it, and it showed. Tennessee, Mr. Window. <laughs> Hey, y'all niggas some shit out there. Y'all better get it. <laughs> my, my, my positive guy um, on top of on top of uh, Jameis, Matt yeah. Stafford. Matt Stafford looked phenomenal yes. against Chicago's defense with uh, McVay out in L.A. That looks like it's going to be a hell of a fit as long as Stafford can stay healthy. Um, also, my biggest issue is mm. I need to see them continue to run the ball in games because at times we all know Matt Stafford can have a Jameis Winston, a Phillip Rivers type moment enforce a lot of passes when he throws too much and sometimes some of his throws aren't great but at the same time Matt Stafford's can get out there and play some ball he should have been a red skin we should have gave up Chase Young 
and have my staff. That would have been a big pickup mm. for y'all. Mm-mm-mm. And <clears throat> these motherfuckers, the fans would have lost their shit. How do we give up? Okay, y'all know. Oh, my God. How can we give up seven and a half whole sacks? <laughs> Fuck out of here. That nigga ain't all that, man. Calm down. Slow your motherfucking vaginas up. Yeah, motherfuckers, lay your pussy to the side. <sighs> Slow but your anyway, vaginas up. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, I mean, um, those are pretty much, pretty much, um, you know, my biggest, you know, takeaways from this, this week. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? NFL always gonna give you something different week to week. Oh, That's of course. Thing. That's why you love that game, man. You know what I'm saying? So I, I know you get right kick it to something different. So let's see what we talking about. Power five. Power five. five name your name five, your top five, five teams. Well, you based know, off the weekend. Don't 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 the stop. The number one team. Come oh on, my gosh. Baby. Here we go. Tom terrific and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We struggle. Woo! A six and ten team. It's me. It's me. It's D D P. Dig him down, Dallas. But anyway, with a six and ten team. <laughs> That's like we're talking about this year. They struggle with a six and ten team. Nah. Anyway, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm gonna just give you my whole five pause. <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> Tampa Bay, Kansas City, the Rams, Seahawks, and Saints. Ooh. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. I think I'm going to go ahead and rock. What say you, Johnny? Johnny. I'm Johnny. As last as last season, <laughs> um, for those of you who, who listened, I, I always said you're number one until somebody knocks you off number one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, unfortunately, that's still going to be Tampa Bay for me. They'll be number one. Until dot, 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 dot. Until they lose in a week or two. Um, number two for me, I feel like it's going to be the Rams. I feel like the Rams had a very... Very good outshowing, um, just on Sunday night, just in general, because you know everybody kind of gives a lot of cocksucking to Chicago's defense, and I mean the Rams destroyed it. I mean with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, and I mean like they run the same shit every year. They run a lot of you know the fake stretch boots, and you know mm-hmm. Stafford had a lot of clean throws. You know they didn't try to do too much. They did plenty. Then you know and then they also had explosive plays. Um, and I've never seen Chicago look that bad giving up explosive plays. I believe Deshaun Jackson had an explosive play. Cup had an explosive play. Um, you know, so I feel like, you know, they're a solid there. Uh, <laughs> Kansas City is going to continue to be Kansas City as long as Mahomes is there. Um, the crazy part is defensively, they didn't even have the Honey Badger playing, which is arguably one of their better defenders, uh, better all-around defenders. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and slide Seattle in there at number four. Um, so we both got them Yeah, I mean, just for the main part, like Russ is dangerous. Um, you know, they went down, they went to Indianapolis, and they were able to get explosive plays. Funny is the Colts outperformed them as far as like possession and plays, but Seattle made enough explosive plays early, and they basically were able to play a lot of coverage and defense and forced Carson Wentz to really try to pick them apart. They never get enough love, man. They well, that's because sometimes they're just bad, and like the only reason why they're bad at different times is because they still kind of run the the cover three when they don't have the Legion of Boom anymore, and it's like the only and they got better, they got better last year once they added Carlos Dunlap because it gave them a premier pass rusher this like Bobby. 10 or 11 like Bobby's always going to be a dog, so you know as far as long as Bobby's on the field, you know he's going to always put them in a position to be successful. Um, and then, of course, <laughs> number five for me is going to be the New Orleans Saints. Um, a solid defense. I'm going to say Jameis Ball. I'm going to say Kamara's a baller. 
Um, so I'm going to give them that, that nod as of right now. They're going to be my power five. I'm going to say one of my dark horses, of course, was Pittsburgh. Um, but, you know, I'm just really not sold on Pittsburgh right now. Just with, you know, they were so hell-bent on. Najee Harris is going to come in and give us an identity running the ball. They couldn't run the ball. Um, offensively, they didn't do much with your boy Big Ben. And somehow they still got lucky and won the game. So it just shows team resiliency at that point. <laughs> just just then. <laughs> you still have to block for Najee to fucking be able to run the ball. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter who you have back there. Right. You have to block. Right. And I'm like, and, that, and that's the crazy part. Because I'm just like, oh, we're so sold on, on him. And Najee's going to be great. And I'm like, Big Ben still only threw for 188 and one touchdown. And y'all won. I mean, yeah. he had a QBR of 28 and a half. That's terrible. Yeah. So, was, you know, so time. with that, so, you know, it was a it was a solid, you know, NFL and college football kind of resurgence week. You know, we definitely enjoyed it. Um, you know, as we're coming up on week two with the Washington football team and the Giants on Thursday, Dallas's pick is the Washington football team wins by six. Um, of course, JP is going to try to play sandbag Sam and uh, say the Giants are going to win, but we all know Danny Dimes is not nice. Washington Danny Dimes has never lost to the Washington football Washington team. Washington football team by six. He's never lost. By six. The Giants by three. By six. The Giants by three. By six. Um, Washington football. Uh, Taylor! Uh, Taylor! Taylor! And we do want to give a shout out to everybody who continues to listen to us faithfully. We yes, appreciate sure. you guys because um, you guys are always constantly giving us feedback and we yeah. appreciate it. New um, listeners, old listeners, all that. Shout out to Neek Smith, my favorite Cowboys fan, L. <laughs> hey, one uh, one thing I did want to add in finally, finally got stamped November twentieth. Terrence Bud Crawford versus Sean Porter. Mm. His biggest fight ever because he hasn't fought anybody. And you buy my ass Crawford fans. If he win this, I give him a little something. Even though Porter on the back part of his career, but uh. We'll see what he finally got because he ain't fought nobody in his whole career. Ooh. But uh, November 20th, I believe it is, Terrence Crawford versus Sean Porter. I'm, I'm a, I ain't going to say I'm going to be there, but, you know, I'm going to be there on TV, in the TV watching. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to see what's up with that. Other than that, QO, the playoffs coming for y'all, boy. The refs, the refs gave y'all some love. It won't be like that in the playoffs. We're going to straight smash you in the mouth. Ain't no more talking, ain't no more none of that. 2013, y'all got us, but you know what I'm saying? Rest helped y'all out big time. But uh, other than that, DP, I think it's about that time. We so we're going to go ahead and conclude another episode of Spit Talking with JP and DP. We appreciate yeah. you guys. We'll say until next week, we'll holler at you. Hey, man, we going to holler at you, man. Because we talking spit. And we spit talking. That's what we do. Hey, hide your bitch because we coming. Ha! Ah. <laughs>